All right, Cross the Streams podcast, dishing on the drive. My first crack at this, Kip got a good one in called uh, Mood Swingers, I believe it was. Highly recommend you go listen to that. It's only about seven minutes long, and that's that's the goal of these dishing on the drive uh, podcasts is that we give you just a quick 7, 12, maybe 15 minutes of our thoughts, whether they're takeaways from something, observations, um, something that uh, from an interview or, or motivation, inspiration, whatever. Whatever it is that we come up with, but it's dishing on the drive. It's a quick listen. It's for your commute to work. It's for your ride home from work. It's for a workout, for on the treadmill, whatever you do uh, when you listen to podcasts and you feel like, you know what? I do got some time. I'm going to listen to what these guys have to say. So hopefully it's worth your time. But uh, so this will be my first crack at a dishing on the drive. It's just going to be random thoughts. It's going to be things that observations that I've had over the course of the last 24 hours to 48 hours that I threw down on the piece of paper. Now I'm going to roll through them in a matter of 12 minutes. I'm going to put a timer on myself. I'm going to get through as many of these thoughts as I possibly can. Hopefully you enjoy. Maybe there's something that you'll laugh at, uh, disagree with, agree with, make you think a little bit more, whatever it may be. But these are my random thoughts. Dishing on the drive, cross the streams. First and foremost, NFL draft. A lot of hype to the NFL draft, as always, every year. A lot of quarterback hype. This guy's going here. This guy's going there. I'm not talking about that. I just want to talk about the draft day observations from what I saw from the TV broadcast. First things first, man, I am so sick and tired of hearing the words sling it. When you hear that from these expert analysts, these guys that have been paid however much money to go out and watch, observe, see what what these quarterbacks are all about. And the only thing they come back with, the only thing that they can tell us as uneducated viewers, apparently, is that this guy can sling it. He can really sling it. Are you kidding me? He can sling it. That's it. I would hope the dude can sling it. He's supposed to be an NFL quarterback. He's supposedly a first-rounder. I would think that's just one box that should be checked on just getting into this conversation of being drafted in the first place. Don't tell me the dude can just sling it. That That's going to be the one that takes him over the top when it's all said and done. That's going to win us championships. The dude can sling it. That's ridiculous. Let's get better than that. You you know you're better than that, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Lewis Riddick, every other guy on there that's getting paid a lot of money to tell me more than just he can sling it. Ryan Shazier, that was unbelievable to see him walk out on the stage and announce this Pittsburgh Steelers 2018 draft pick. Awesome moment. Fans' reactions. How fun is that to watch? How fun is it to watch when the Cleveland Browns find out that Baker Mayfield is their first-round pick and the fans did one of two things? The first one, the first group of fans, looked in absolute shock. Like, really? Did that just happen? Did we just do this again? Did we just send another quarterback to his uh, career death? Did we just send our franchise back into yet another uh, first-round pick next year? And then the other group of fans that looked at it and said, yes, that's my guy. That was the guy that I talked I knew was going to be the, the, the pick. I knew it. Look, I've got, I've got his jersey on underneath my Browns hoodie or fleece or zip-up, whatever it is. Baker Mayfield can really sling it. Get out of here with the fans' reactions. It, it's so funny how inconsistent they are, and they have no idea what they're yelling, screaming, or cheering about because no one really knows what this draft pick's going to be come two, three years down the road. So just listen, cheer for your team, and move on. Speaking of fan reactions, if we really want to make it about the fans, 
Stop making such boring picks. Oh, my God. You're killing me with this run of centers and guards. The Lions taking Regno or Regnow or whoever from Arkansas. Then the Bengals pick up the center from Ohio State Price. You got Isaiah Wynn from Georgia going to the Patriots. It's just this run of old linemen, specifically interior old linemen. I get it. I'm an NFL or a football guy. I'm a football coach. I understand the importance of the offensive linemen. I know, okay, but no one wants to see that in the first round. That's not the pick we're waiting for. That's not going to get the fans excited. There's not one fan of any team that's selected an offensive lineman. I don't care who you are. I don't care how educated you are. I don't care how much you know your team's needs, and we needed an offensive lineman. We need an offensive guard or a center. You're not excited about that pick. You're not going to run out and go get that offensive lineman's jersey and have your son wearing that jersey to school the next day. That's not the pick we want. Keep it exciting. Keep it exciting. You're going to sell tickets that way, even if it's a bust pick. Speaking of fans, I'm a Bears fan. Roquan Smith, big-time pick. Way to go. Roger Goodell. Golly, how do you deal with the Boo Birds? That is insane. Are you kidding me? That poor guy. I mean, I understand he's done some things that probably warrants him getting booed every once in a while, but this he need to get booed every time he walks out on the stage. Let's get over it already. My God. Speaking of getting over it, the guy that never really gets over it, Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper, I love watching his reaction after every pick because if it's not the pick that he thought it would be, if it's not the guy that he had in his mock draft, he's disappointed. He's pissed off at that general manager of that team, that uh, head coach, whoever it is that made the decision. And he's letting us all know, including everyone on that uh, sitting around that desk on TV, letting them all know how disappointed he is. And I love when they bring up guys like Kirk Herbstreit on there who obviously don't do nearly the research that, that Mel Kuyper does, but they will flat out tell Kuyper that he's wrong. And Kuyper just gets pissed and it is lovely to watch. Okay, so that's the NFL draft. Uh, have to say congratulations to Vita Vea, UW Huskies, Go Dogs. That guy's an awesome person all the way around. And uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are very um, lucky to get his services. Going to be awesome on and off the field. Love that kid. So does my wife, by the way. And um, Vita's going to be great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When it comes to food, I've got phenomenal idiosyncrasies. At least my wife tells me. I find them to be extremely normal, but my wife tells me every day that these are just really weird things. And I'm going to start from the from the jump. This thing, and I, if my brother was on me with this, he would he would stamp co-stamp this ice cream. Okay, I've got this weird thing with ice cream that it has to be the right consistency consistency for me. When I was a kid, I used to take out the vanilla ice cream. I used to put it out on the counter. And then I'd go back downstairs and I'd hang out and I'd just let that ice cream sit on the counter and melt because I needed the right consistency. It had to melt a little bit. Uh, and maybe that's just how I am as a person. I got to let things melt. I got to just kind of let them go. I got to let them happen. But it's got to be the right consistency or it just doesn't work. I don't want to scoop. I don't want frostbite while I'm trying to scoop my ice cream. I don't want the, if I've got to use a spoon to scoop my ice cream out of there, because we used to not have a, an ice cream scooper back in the day. Or, or some of you that know what I'm talking about, if you don't have an ice cream scooper, you take one of those big old spoons and you try and scoop the ice cream out. It's so, so frozen that you literally bend your spoon as you're trying to get it out of there. That's not it. That's not what I want. Okay? I wanted a little slightly melted. 
when I get the Ben and Jerry's ice cream, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to put it on the counter. I'm going to let that thing melt for a little bit. So there's some just a little bit of the soft ice cream on the sides as I'm scooping that thing up. It's still kind of relatively frozen in the middle, but not too much. It's just what I like. That's how I do it. I'm going to let it melt. I'm going to let it just chill on the counter, get to the right consistency. And when I mix things in my ice cream, I love to mix things. I'm, I'm a big Blizzard fan, obviously. Ben and Jerry's, like I mentioned, fish food. I love it, but I would need the right ratio. When I mix my ice cream and cookies at home, and I've been doing this since I was a little kid, I have got to have the right ratio of number of cookies to the amount of ice cream. I've got it down. I know exactly what I want. And if anyone messes with that consistency or that right ratio, I can't do it. Man, ain't right. If I get a blizzard, if I get a blizzard, that is not the right ratio of cookies. I'm tempted to take that thing back. Instead of the commercials where they flip the blizzard over and show that it's not coming out of the cup and flip it back quick, instead of that, show me the ratio. That's what I want to know, bro. Don't flip that thing over the window and like, oh, it didn't flip out. Great. Yeah, it's ice cream. It's not going to. I know that. Okay? Show me the ratio. Show me how many Oreo cookies you broke into that thing. Moving on. Those of you that know me know very well onions are one of my least favorite things in this entire world. If there was like three things that I could take out of this world, right? People talking about world hunger. Yep, that's gone. Got it. Um, Racism. Hate it. Get it out of here. Right there along those two things, onions. Get it out. I hate it. I don't want onions anywhere near my food. And I can smell them from a mile away. Don't try and sneak any onions on me. Okay? Don't sneak some onions into into the meatloaf or into a salad or, or into any type of pasta or into a casserole or whatever you think you can get away with sneaking some onions in. I'm going to smell it. I'm going to taste it. And I'm not going to eat your food. Onions. No. Extreme heat. This one bugs the hell out of my wife. Because when I warm up leftovers or if I warm up dinner or whatever it is that I'm cooking, when I eat it, it better be hot. Don't warm up when I say, can I get some warm-up leftovers and you hand me the plate. And I, if the plate isn't hot when I take the plate from you, it's not hot enough. The food's not hot enough. Make it hot. It has to be. It's all or nothing. It's like anything else. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna warm up this food, I'm warming it up. It's gonna be hot. Cold pizza? No, not anymore. I put that thing in the conventional oven, and I'm gonna bake it back to where it needs to be, where the crust is 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 nice and crusty again, and the cheese is melted again. It's not cold pizza. That ain't for me. I want warm, not warm. I want hot leftovers. Okay, here's another one that drives me nuts. When I go and buy a monster or a soda or even whatever beverage it is that I get, but monsters are really dear to my heart, when I crack that thing open, don't ask for the for a drink right off the jump. How rude is that? It's my monster. Don't take my monster and take the first sip. That's terrible. That, that no. There should be a law against that. Get your own monster and have your own first sip. That's my first sip. I've earned that monster. I bought it myself. I opened the thing. That's my first sip. You take the first sip, that is now your monster. I'm not taking the rest of that. I'm not taking your leftovers. That's your monster now. I'm going to go get a new one. Crack open a brand new monster and get my first sip and my first drink and enjoy that first drink. 
It's mine, not yours. And along those same lines, my last one, because I'm running out of time, sharing sweets, sharing dessert. Don't even ask because it's not happening. You already told I already told you about the ice cream, how peculiar I am about the consistency of my ice cream and how many cookies ratio it is. So in general, sweets to me are pretty important. And when I've got the gist that I'm ready, I sit down, I'm about to take that fork and put it into the piece of cake or or pie or, or whatever, my spoon into my ice cream cookie mashup that I just made. Don't even think about getting a spoon in there with me or taking a fork and, and sticking it in the other piece or other side of my cake. That's mine. I'm sorry. There's a whole other 16 pieces of cake over there. That's yours. You can have your own piece. I'm not sharing mine. Why should I do that? Never understood that. The whole concept of sharing food really doesn't go so well with me when it comes to just specifically desserts. It's my dessert. I cut this piece of cake for myself. There's another piece of cake right over there. Have at it, but don't ask me for mine. And if you want a dessert, if we're at a restaurant, you should have ordered your own dessert. Or we maybe we came to a mutual agreement that we'll share a dessert. If we already came to a mutual agreement that we were going to order a dessert as the two of us or as the three or four or whoever it is, and we knew from the jump that we were going to share it, all right, I'm in. But if that wasn't established before it comes to the table and is set in front of me because I ordered it specifically, don't now ask me because it looks good and, oh, wait, maybe I do want a piece of that nice-looking cake or a little bit of that blizzard that you ordered and I didn't. I failed to order one, but now I want a spoonful. No, it ain't happening. Dishing on the drive. We'll cross the street. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. 